Lisa K, 10 to noon on KTOE. Hey, back on KTOE. Welcome to your midday, Lisa K in studio. It is 11 minutes after 10 o'clock. Forecast details are calling for about 53 degrees on the high side. Looks a little gray out there, but right over the Radio Ranch, I think the um, rain has stopped. It was raining lightly when I came in real early this morning. We should see cloudy skies on uh, Friday and Saturday. A little bit of sunshine. Blue sky is kind of coming back towards Saturday. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for that. This gray is a little bit uh, depressing. I need a grow light. That's what I need. Paul Peterson is in joining me here on uh, mic two. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, you're you're right, Lisa. It is gray, but you don't shovel gray skies. You don't <laughs> shovel the raindrops. You're trying to bring the sunshine in. I'm just trying to, just trying to stay as positive as possible about a snowless winter where the superintendent isn't out at 4.30 in the morning checking roads to see if we have to... You've gotten more sleep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm so well rested. You don't have to get up and check the weather all the time, right? Yeah. Wow. Man, are you... uh, Super Bowl is this weekend. Do you watch at your house? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm a casual football fan anyway, but like everybody else, once you hit Super Bowl Sunday... I mean, it's kind of funny. Carrie just asked me yesterday. She's like, "So, what are we going to eat for the Super Bowl?" Is she planning food? Are you are you the cook, or is she the cook for that? Oh, she is one hundred percent the cook. I could care less about the sports ball of ah. things. So, uh-huh. it, I mean, it'll probably be on at my house, but I'm the cook, so uh-huh. I would love to just be in the kitchen. Just leave me alone, and I'll make some things. Yeah, it'll be an all day affair, and then of course the game doesn't start until like. 536 or something. I know, I need to go to sleep. So I'll make all the food all day and then... It really is like a cultural... Yeah, what did you call it? A sports ball? Sports ball. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's bad. Uh Uh I don't care. No. I don't know anybody else that doesn't care as much as I don't care. But you know it's Super Bowl Sunday. It is Super Bowl Sunday. I was watching... um, I'm always interested in like the halftime show. I don't even really care a whole lot about the commercials. Mm-hmm. But uh, Usher doing the halftime yeah, show. Usher. He was doing some research, going back and looking at some of the best performances of Super Bowl halftimes past to try to see what he can do and try oh. to incorporate. So, who do you think he came up with as far as some of the best Super Bowls? Uh, I boy, I would Prince. Yes, Prince was okay. the first one. Was it? Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I thought cool was like Green Day and Madonna. Oh, okay. Um, but he was so he's he's going to be kind of looking at incorporating some of those things, some guests mm-hmm. during his. But I don't know who yet. I, I think Bruno read. Mars has made a Bruno Mars appearance was on the maybe list. one or one or two times. He and was good. My God, can he dance? Yeah, and sing and that sing. Good. Just total performer. Yeah, and then uh, Taylor Swift. Will she be back or not? Of you, course she'll be back. Do you think? Yeah. Even the Japanese consulate was in on this. They're like the the flight from Tokyo. To Vegas is mm-hmm. what, 12, 13 hours, something like that? And that's all she has? <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to repel her down into the middle of the stadium oh, or yes. will she be there by kickoff? I don't, mm, I don't know, but I think this, these, 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 this is our Elvis moment. I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> al- I think I, maybe I was alive when Elvis was just was wrapping big, up huge, his life. Yeah. Not when he was huge, but this is, this is kind of like when my, Mom would talk about oh Elvis and you know remember Elvis has yes. left the building and yes um, that's what I, now we're I'm watching feeling for that's what we are living through. I also am not I'm not a not Taylor Swift fan, but yeah. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I don't listen. like the music. 
no, not I take it or leave it. I'm, okay. I'm good with either. I don't have a problem with her. I think that the media is uh, really following so closely, and therefore we're talking about it, right? Sure. But um, I think she's a fine girl doing what she does. I think she's a good role model. There you go. Um, I mean, what else would we want for right? our kids and I, growing people, up? And people could stop complaining about that. That's well, leave over, her alone. I would like to see. That's like been one of my things over the last few years. Is I think the complaint meter in just the I don't know if it's global or if it's just in our country or maybe it's just <laughs> the people I talk with but that is off the charts <laughs> completely off the charts in fact I did a little segment a couple of days ago about how ridiculous our opinions are <laughs> yeah and yeah. we have opinions about things that just don't really matter about everything do you really does it matter what we what we think about that mm-hmm Life goes on, right? Yep. So. <laughs> well, we're here to get some information about District 77 yeah. today. Where'd you start? I mean, you you didn't just come to quote unquote work. This you know, doesn't was, really work with I me. I mean, I know that some of the things that I, I that are maybe part of my daily work sound a little on the boring side, but I was really excited. At 7, seven this morning, I was at West High School, and I was meeting with our um, career development specialist and our teaching and learning director and our two high school principals about career and tech ed grants that are available to local school districts to help in just the development, the continued development of career pathways mm-hmm. and helping kids figure out and continue to understand that high school, middle school, elementary school is not a forever thing. Mm-hmm. These, you will continue to grow and you will eventually leave us. And part of our role is to make sure that there are opportunities that you're having when you're in school that expose you to the world that you're going to be living in. So whether that's a job or a career, or maybe it's just an experience. And so early this morning, we were talking smart about how we um, might want to write some grants to competitive grants to, to get more experiences for our kids. And then I was over at Monroe Elementary talking with a school psychologist and our principal about just different behavioral uh, ideas to help support our kids as they are going through some, you know, some sometimes not every day is a great day, you know, no. with, with behavior and challenges, sorts of things, and um, and yeah, and then uh, the legislative session is starting next w- week, and so about every day now we'll be doing something related to our elected leaders and making sure that uh, what is important to public ed is uh, on their mind as they start their work. Well, let's talk about that quickly sure. because the with that session, I believe starting on Monday, mm-hmm. that's. Lincoln's birthday. Um, okay. And, yeah. Did you know that? Well, I knew that all of these were coming up because President's Day is... I think it's the 19th. I yes. think that's my birthday. Yeah. Um, which it falls on my birthday every once in a while. I knew it was Lincoln's birthday because on Lincoln's birthday, I have a uh, Abraham Lincoln um, impersonator that comes... He's a local oh, guy. I think Kev I Rice. know, I, I yeah. know him. Yes. He's coming in on Monday, so he's going to tell me... He's, got a, he's speaking on Monday night. Okay. So. Um, that's how I knew that. But mm-hmm. so the session starts then. It's a bonding year. Tell me about for school districts, um, as far as your work goes, the difference between a funding year and a bonding year. Yeah, so that's great. So the biennium uh, two year two year session and last year twenty twenty three was huge for us because last year was a funding year. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with you on this show and really across our community and and with our legislators about what the impact, um, what we needed to see out of the legislature for uh, support of public education, per-pupil formula increases, mental health, school council, all of the different things that the pent-up demand um, and the scarce resources that we've really been seeing. So last year was huge, and and we can talk about how 
um, successful that was. This year is a for our legislators is a bonding year, mm-hmm. and s- school districts don't really get into the that world of bonding. I know that City of Mankato, City of North Mankato, local entities have MSU Mankato have big bonding requests. The governor came out with his proposal a few weeks ago, sure. and now the Senate and the House will figure out if they're going to move forward with any of those. So school districts aren't really um, into that mix. But what we are, what what is really important in the bonding year, though, is policy. Um, because there still are ed finance committees and ed policy committees. And education is a huge expenditure for the state of Minnesota. And so with the dollars that come to schools, oftentimes legislators are looking at creating new language that's either a, re- it's either a requirement for schools or maybe repealing other uh, language items that had been passed previously. And so every year, Mankato Area Public Schools puts together a legislative committee made up of kids, teachers, community members, parents, and then administrators to put together our platform to say, here here are the pieces that we're really looking for some movement on. Um, and then we meet with our legislators. We meet with them. We just met with them this past Monday night. And then we'll meet with them uh, up at the Capitol over the next several weeks. So last, uh, when was it that we were we were super concerned about the school resource officers? Sure, there was it was just about language, and they were like, "Just hang on, we won't work with that now. We're going to work with that later." Is that this time now? It, it sure is. Yeah. So so that whole thing popped last August, September, okay. and unfortunately, Mankato schools we were without our school resource officers for a good month mm-hmm. um, as concerns were raised by our public safety partners. Um, we partner with the city of Mankato. We have fantastic school resource officers, both at East and West. Um, But there were concerns about what that language uh, that did get passed in the 2023 session meant for their work in our schools. And so um, they were not in our schools until there was, there was some clarification made by the attorney general's office and the league of Minnesota cities, which did ultimately end, uh, end up with resulting in our officers coming back to school. But that, but we've always said, along with our city partners, that this has to get cleaned up. Mm-hmm. They got, and and our legislators said, when they're back in session, they'll clean it up. Um, and so, here now, we are. Now you got to watch them. Someone's <laughs> got to watch and make sure it gets cleaned up. You right? bet. Yep. And we'll be we'll be um, communicating with them on a regular basis. We're really um, expecting that they'll be sharing with us some of the proposals and ideas that they hear from their um, colleagues up at the legislature. And we want to do everything we can to help fix that. So that's a, a an issue that came up. Pro- they, there was a problem-solving process. It gets resolved, and we don't have to revisit that. Because that, that program of RSROs in schools, mm-hmm. I mean, 90% of their time is all about building positive relationships with the kids. Right. Um, and we we want to make sure, and we've had a really positive year with RSROs, even after a little, little bit of a bumpy start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And school safety, one of the big asks for the platform. Back on KTOE, Middays with Lisa Kay. Paul Peterson, District 77 Superintendent in studio. Uh, real quick, Paul, did you start building it yet? I know that we the referendum passed. Yeah. Um, that was a thumbs up for one of the questions. You talked about getting, last time you were in, you talked about getting bids. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Where, where are you now? Well, you know, if it wasn't 50 degrees outside, and if it was 10 below like a regular February, we'd all be like, ah, that must be coming later this yeah. spring. But it feels outside like, get the, oh, get the dirt movers out there. So <laughs> we have we have bids. We are ready. We're shovel ready. You're to ready. Crack um, into that stuff in April. 
you know, question I've taken is like, hey, if this weather continues, like, can we speed up that timeline? Can we start now? Is it possible? And I mean, I I think our architects and our project managers would lose their mind if I said, oh, yeah, let's let's just speed up the process. So you had a you had a timeline before. Yeah. And yeah. probably just stick to the timeline. We also, are. those construction crews, they're probably working on other things. Yeah, I, I've thought about those people as I've been driving through town and I see apartments still getting built mm-hmm. and homes still going up. And But I tell you, there's a lot. Like that pool up at Dakota Meadows, that's going to be a year and a half project. That's starting in April. A lot of our secure entrances, secure entrance redesigns, and those will start this uh, spring. So... There, there will be a lot. Um, and we're we talked to our school board a couple weeks ago and said, hey, you know, with so many different projects, how many groundbreaking ceremonies should we have? Like one for everything, right? I would think the pool at least would be oh my one gosh. huge our, one, right? Our board said every one of them. All of them. All of them. Okay. We want hard hats. We want cameras. We want shovels. They want to cut ribbons. They want yeah. to dig. They want to... <laughs> and it was more so the community has invested right. a lot of money to improve our public schools. We need to show them that things are happening. So I love that perspective. Like not not just saying, well, we'll get the shovels out for West High School and maybe for a pool. They're like, uh-uh. Everything. You know, we're remodeling the entrance at Franklin. Photo op. And so what <laughs> happens then with your, are you going to keep us up to date then on like a social media? Yeah. Where so our, our website that was really focused on the, on the referendum itself, you know, where to vote, how to vote, how much it was going to cost, that is now transitioning into a project update uh-huh. site um so you know have a few pictures we're still trying to play around with to see something like a pool mm-hmm. get built over time oh like can you set up a camera yeah yeah we're, we're we're still trying to figure out like where we might be able to do that um over by hmm. dakota because i think that might be kind of fun for people to track you know from going from just dirt on the ground to a yeah. competitive and community pool here time lapse video yeah uh, uh, picture every day mm-hmm. or something like that you can imagine i mean a lot of logistics work with safety and um you, as we build some of these entrances there'll be some rerouted traffic and walking patterns and our principals and our operations folks are all over that and just getting ready to pounce once we're once we hit the spring so basically the question then is is like calm down lisa we're, gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna wait until uh, we're supposed nope. to start it's gonna start when it's supposed to start i say that to you just <laughs> so i'm thinking it to myself because okay. the people say that to me all the time Anderson, oh they do calm down <laughs> just calm down great well i'm in good company then hey stick around more with paul peterson district 77 superintendent back on ktoe it's lisa k on your midday thanks for hanging out paul peterson is with me district 77 superintendent off air talking a little bit about well my oldest son is getting ready to graduate from the university of minnesota coming up in may and it's so funny that um you know your kid will go do something i have we have no idea what he's doing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But what I do know, and I think I've told you this before, I know from him the very point in time in which he decided where he was going to go and what he was going to do, because he knows, he's very clear about uh, about robotics and the school system oh. being like that thing uh-huh. that really turned him on to engineering. You know, purpose and passion. Right? That's, that's kind of what, I, you know, hopefully that's what schools are help do with all kids. Yeah. And it's, and it's all going to be different. You know, we talk a little bit about um, this off mic about public school is for every child. Yeah. And so how do you make sure to get out of your own head and realize, here's my, I went to college, 
I graduated, you know, there's college in our family. Uh, I just assume my kids are going to go to college. Yep. I've got some kids that are not interested. Mm-hmm. I've got some kids that are interested in over-excelling in things, right? And they're uh, and so how do you make sure when you're planning that education from yep. a public realm that you encompass everybody? Because some are going to be very, very successful, never going to college. It's yep. totally fine. You have to support everybody. Yep. And that's the big challenge, I think. It's been the big challenge in public ed for 20 years, but it's it's in front of us now. And we have to shift because the, <laughs> the, stand, the one-size-fits-all systems approach to all kids are going to have the same experience because they're all going to the same direction. Just it never has been true. Mm-hmm. And it's really not true now. I think um, it's like dark reality when we realized post pandemic, how many positions we were missing Yeah. in yep. uh, manufacturing and all of those jobs, the doers. Yep. And, and, you know, I've said it for, for years now, but the people who built the public school system or that transformed it a hundred and, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. they were brilliant because they built a system that was responsive to what they needed back 120 years ago. Okay. But what, where are we now, right? Bingo. <laughs> so now now it is our, now, it, now it's our turn because we are, for a lot of the ways that we've tinkered around the edges, we are still in that cells and bells system of every, the If you're going to graduate from high school, here are the classes you must take. Here are the credits that you have to earn. Mm -hmm. Here are the things that everybody's going to go through. And that simply is not, whether you're looking at it from a world of work perspective or the economy or just how technology plays a role in in the society, our systems, for again, for all of the creativity and innovation that we we continue to attempt to do, the system is still archaic. And so we have to, I mean, there's a lot of school districts, including ours, that are really into this career pathway. Not that you're telling an eighth grader, hey, you're going to be a fill in the blank and your your only experiences in high school will be centered on a job. Right. That's that's not what it means. But it does mean that there's a, you're helping kids find their purpose. Right. You're opening the door. You're giving them the chance to take that robotics class and realize I really love figuring out how things work and how to make them work better and how to build things. Yep. So you can go that path, whatever so, path that is. So when you look at our regional economy, ag, manufacturing, mm-hmm. healthcare, education, those are key economic drivers of what we know here in South Central Minnesota. And so part of our role in public education is to make sure that kids know those that's the reality of our region mm-hmm. and the reality of our state and that we're providing them with experiences um, th- throughout. I mean, really, a K-12. So they are thinking of their future. So, you know, we, we've we really been talking about future-focused education. Right. And helping line up those experiences for kids post-high school. I think about things, when you talk about that, I, I like the greenhouse that was put in. Yeah. Um, the ag classes that are are coming mm-hmm. uh, the you talked about tech grants earlier yeah um, and I and I think that um, something that we're really excited about is not having those just as the one-off kind of unique things over in the corner mm-hmm. but how do we integrate that sort of hands-on authentic community-based learning throughout the system right um, not just 
then you know as we've we've caught like a pocket of wow like whoa look at that over there yeah that, that it becomes normal right yeah and and we we have to do that for our own profession as well which is Growing our own teachers. Okay, let's talk about that because you mentioned that earlier. Grow your own teachers. Mm-hmm. Is that something where – is there a teacher shortage right now? Yeah, and it's not just to make it – well, it's not just in the state of Minnesota. It's across the country. Okay. Why um, is that? What is your take on that? Well, there, fewer people are choosing or have been choosing to go into your more traditional teacher prep programs in higher ed. And that's, again, not a min- that's not unique to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. There just are – Fewer kids graduating from high school saying, I'm going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so school districts who are then on the other side of that trying to hire high quality uh, people to work with our kids um, in our schools are now thinking, okay, what's our role in not only welcoming in these new teachers, mm-hmm. but how do we help recruit? How do we share messages across our local communities about what the value, number one, what's the need? Right. What's the value and um, why is it so important that we continue to attract the very best people to work with our kids? Here's my hard question now. Yeah. The the kind of overriding thought that I have is, well, when you hear about teaching, mm-hmm. when you hear about teaching and you're not a teacher, it's always the message of teachers are underpaid, teachers are overworked, teachers don't have enough control in their classrooms, mm-hmm. teachers don't, all mm-hmm. of those things. So why would why do I want to go into teaching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you make a heck of a difference. Um, and, and that's an easy one-off <laughs> statement that a superintendent <laughs> would make. Um, and, it, and it is true that the teaching profession is really, really hard. It's hard work. This isn't just about hanging out with a bunch of fourth graders right. for the day and like 10 year olds three months off right yeah right. that is not what is expected of teachers they are expected to take a kid however they come in mm-hmm. whether they are school ready or not mm. kids come in the front door in public education we love them up and we say we can move you to the next level of learning and so you have to be highly responsive you really need to know how a eight-year-old a 13-year-old an 18 you have to know how they learn like how does an adolescent brain so right. I, again, this is not like babysitting, um, supercharged babysitting. This is teaching, and and it's hard work, and not everybody can do it. And certainly, over the last several years, as we continue to work through aftermaths of the pandemic, things changed mm-hmm. during the pandemic. People's orientation as to expectations and you know safe, orderly environments that that is something and. Thankfully, public schools across the country have bounced back tremendously, yeah. but there's still aftermath there. Um, but it's a heck of a life. You collaborate with other professionals every day. Um, you have a chance to really see, not on a, maybe a daily basis, but when you have those students that you've worked with and you see them either go to the next grade or graduate or you get a you get oh, a yeah. social media post like, hey, I remember your class. Yep. Um, those are the things that make people keep coming back. And so we've really doubled down our efforts in this grow your own. We're going all the way into our middle schools. Okay. Saying, hey, have you ever thought about being a teacher? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, middle schoolers are, they, mo- for most days, they're just interested in, you know, what's for lunch today. <laughs> but you're planting those seeds. Right. And we have classes in our high schools. Um, we also have written grants with our partners at MSU Mankato with $3 million for adults in our community and for kids to help support and guide them in this teacher pathway. Right. Uh, for adults and kids, that translates into tuition money for if and when they 
go to college. And not just telling them, hey, good luck once you get your, uh, once you get there. But then how do you support people, whether it's with an affinity group or first year teacher group or different content levels? It's a, it's grow your own programming is not a quick fix. That is school districts taking the long view. I mean, because again, you're working maybe with a 15 year old and there's a, there's a long path between 15 and maybe being a teacher. Yeah. Um, but the investment, then, I, I am assuming that if you are teaching in that classroom and have constant connection to those kids, you can see, yeah. you can probably see who would make a great teacher. You, you sure can. And I think that teaching as a career pathway, it's really interesting because whether it's in science, technology, engineering, math, welding, ag, healthcare, all, every one of those sectors mm-hmm. will say that there's a labor shortage. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. And mm-hmm. so schools over the last several years, I've said, okay, how can we help develop more engineers? How can we develop more agri-scientists? How can we? And it's like, oh, wait a second. Time to help ourselves. We need teachers yeah. too. <laughs> so we're excited. We've got great partners. Um, people are working hard on that. And um, and part of it is helping people understand, yes, it's really hard work, but there's a tremendous amount of joy and purpose hmm. in, in schools, public schools especially. And uh, we want to make sure people know about that. Grow your own teachers. I like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Paul Peterson in with us, District 77 Superintendent. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few. It's KTOE Middays with Lisa Kay. Back on KTOE. Just a couple of minutes left here in the studio with Paul Peterson. It's 1057. Looks like 53 degrees on the high side. Plans for the rest of the day as you're heading out? Well, I tell you, there's a, there's always a lot to do. We're uh, we're doing a lot of planning with Kindergarten Roundup. Kindergarten Already? Connect. Can you believe it? February. <gasps> oh. We've already got hundreds of uh, families in the system. Like nice. said, yep, I'm coming. And so we're we're working on some communication stuff with that. That's I mean it's hard to kind of remember those days. Do you remember? I don't remember now. Oh. I mean, I mean I do, but you it's, go it's, in and you've got your kid and the teachers are there and it's like oh my gosh. I just got my baby registered for high school classes. Uh-huh. That's, so it, and I that also seems weird because it's February and yeah. schools the next school year starts in what seven months. But that process is so important because that right. drives our staffing. You know, oh, if kids sure. aren't if kids aren't signing up for you pick a class, like then you don't need as many sections. And if you don't need as many sections, then right. but the opposite is also true. You get kids who really want to take that. You know, we were talking about egg science before. Right. Those classes are going off the charts, and so then you're like, well, do we have enough teachers to do it? And do we need to hire over here? So, boy, it's cool. So you're, that's why we got to do it early, so you guys can mm-hmm. get your stuff in a group. Yeah, and, and it's, yeah, so kindergarten earliest, you know, preschool yeah. and all that early learning stuff, getting them into the system, and then those high school kids figuring out what's next for them. Good deal. Well, she's all registered. That's that's good. She had to go in and advocate for something that she wanted to do that was kind of not traditional. There so you that go. Kind of neat for her to experience mm-hmm. that, and she didn't know she could do that. And her older brother, who'd been through it, said, "Now you got to go ask. Mm-hmm. You got to get a teacher approval before you do that." And Boom, she did it. And I, did it. I wasn't even there. Thanks. Look what you're developing there, oh, those independent wonderful. skills. Wonderful. Well, have a good rest of your day. I hope you don't get rained on. Looks like some sun's coming out here. That's great. Nope, looking forward to it. And, and we'll see what uh, Valentine's week next week brings with the weather and all the fun that... Uh, I was in an office this morning and there were hearts and... <laughs> Cupid's all over. I thought, oh, I'm. I gotta get out of here. I said to somebody the other day, I'm so glad that my kids are. They've aged out of the time where I have to save cereal boxes and decorate <laughs> them with 
all that. I know parents are really excited about that if mm-hmm. they've got little ones. But when you've been there, done that four times, I'm ready to be done. Mm-hmm. It's well, good. Great. Thanks so much for having me again.